0: I'm finding it. <laughs> I have to say. It. Oh, God. Okay, guys. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Sunday Morning Champagne. I'm your host, Brandy. I'm a mom, wife, friend, business owner, and mostly a girl who loves champagne. Consider this your weekly brunch day with your girl and some of her girls where I'll give you the rundown on some great advice like relationship building, balancing mom life and work life, and getting those finances together. We'll touch on some hot topics and everything in between. Have any questions or need some advice? Shoot me an email at hello at sundaymorningchampagne.com or DM me on Instagram at sundaymorningchampagne.com Don't forget to tune in every Sunday, download, and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any quality girlfriend time. And if you're feeling this, then go ahead and leave us a review. All right, let's pour up and talk. Welcome back to Sunday Morning Champagne. I'm so excited to have you here. Today's episode is dedicated to the beginning of our book club journey a glorious road we will travel together. I love reading and I always have and I find that it allows my brain to take a break and at the same time, it helps my mind to expand. My house is literally full of books from every genre and I have my favorites, but I try my best to diversify so I stay informed and and don't get jaded when it comes to book topics and discussions. So today I wanna share with you some of my 2023 to be reads, and then talk about this week's pick, and stick around to the end because I will share with you what I think is the best cocktail to have when reading this pick. This year, I've committed myself to reading more memoirs, as well as fiction and personal growth books. Again, I'm diversifying. So, those are the three main categories that we'll stick to on these reviews. We'll dive into different types of fiction because this year I was opened up to thrillers. But it's a very specific type of thriller. It's not like a Stephen King thriller. It's, for example, a romance thriller or historical thriller. And it sounds weird, but it's really amazing. And I may geek out on you (laughs) for a second. And side note, uh, most, if not all, these books are written by women. So enough babbling, the picks are in. The first to be read in 2023 is The Light We Carry by former First Lady Michelle Obama. This is her second book, and it's being called an inspiring follow-up to her critically acclaimed number one best-selling memoir, Becoming. I've also read Becoming, and if you haven't, it's definitely worth it. It's a pretty big book, but I promise you it reads like your best friend's talking to you. And in my head... She is like my best friend, like my older best friend who gives such amazing advice. And so I loved that book for that reason. But in this book, um, former First Lady Michelle Obama really shares practical wisdom and powerful strategies for staying balanced and hopeful in this uncertain world. And really, who couldn't use that? The second pick is Jacko by Aaron E. Adams. Now, I have to be honest, I have already read this book and I have loved every minute of it. I picked it up simply for the cover art. It's gorgeous. I mean, really, it looks like a painting that you would want to hang in your room. And it's a very unconventional mystery thriller slash horror that explores topics like fear, anger, violence, racism, inequality, and classism. Bare Bones, this is a debut novel that covers mysteries of young black girls going missing for years in a Rust Belt town. Uh, Quick warning though, there are also a lot of topics that are covered that may trigger you, but there are also some that will cause you to stop and think, and the writing is just phenomenal. The book took so many twists and turns that I wasn't expecting, and I really wanted to stay up for like hours at a time to finish reading it but I had to force myself to put it down and go to sleep that's how good it was and so really guys jacko by Aaron E. adams if you're into mystery thrillers should be on your list next is finding me a memoir by viola davis i'm very late to this train it has left the station and circle back around to pick me up thank goodness But I am really excited to read Viola's story. I have heard amazing things. Uh, It's also an Oprah's Book Club pick, a Harper's Bazaar Best Book of 2022, a Parade Most Anticipated Book, and a Marie Claire Most Anticipated Book. If you have already read it, please leave me your honest thoughts because I would really love to know. It's a pretty thick book and I really want to get into it, but I also want to know what are the good parts I should be looking for? What are the aha moments for you that you loved? The next book on my list is Long Past Summer by Noué Karwan and I think I am pronouncing her name correctly and if I'm not, I'm devastated. I looked it up and the lady said it really fast but this is a contemporary romance novel based on the story of Michaela Marchand and she's living the polished life that she always planned for. She's a successful New York lawyer with a promotion that's like in her sights. And she's got a devoted boyfriend that's right by her side. She's come a long way from the meek teen that she was growing up in small town Georgia. But the memory of her adolescence isn't far. In fact, it splashed across a massive billboard in Times Square. According to the read on the back of the book, an old photograph of Michaela and her former best friend, Julie has landed on the cover of a high profile fashion magazine and it's been advertised literally all over the city. And when Julie files a lawsuit, Michaela is caught in the middle as a defense lawyer for the magazine. But here comes the twist. Not only will she have to face Julie for the first time in years, she's forced to work closely with the photographer in question. And y'all get this. It's the former love of her life and Julie's ex-husband, Cameron Murphy. I'm going to stop right there. When I read that part on the back of the book, I was like, ooh, scandal. Ooh, New York. Ooh, I love it. (laughs) And so I knew it was something that I really wanted to read. So Long Past Summer is definitely probably what I'm looking the most forward to of all the books. It just gives me all the feels that I like to feel when reading. Juicy, fun sexy romantic all the things what are you looking forward to reading in 2023 do you have a long list already do you have a good reads profile set up send me a note shoot me a dm so that i can say the no but now let's get to the review all right so my pick for this episode has been one of my favorite reads in a while and it's called the perfect find by tia williams I know I just said that Long Past Summer is giving me all the feels, but this novel is all of the things and some more. Let me tell you, I stopped to think about all the things that I could say this book was giving for me. And it gave Sex and the City slash Girlfriends meets Kim Orley Simmons reality show Fabulosity. And if you did not watch Fabulosity, maybe I'm dating myself, but... It was my show. Like, I felt like mm, Kimora. Yes, I, I really grasped at everything she was spitting out because I wanted it to be fabulous. <laughs> and I felt like this book was giving those things. The author Tia Williams worked in the magazine industry as an editor for about 15 years. I remember hearing of her when I interned at BET, but she had not released this novel yet. But she was still editing and writing. I'm finding it. I had to say, (laughs) oh, God. Okay, guys. Some really cool tropes that you'll find in this book are age gap, right? Older woman, younger man. Think how Stella got her groove back. Horse proximity and workplace romance. I also got vibes of Devil Wears Prada from this book. The best part, guys, is it is set to release on Netflix with Gabrielle Union as Jenna Jones. And I cannot wait. I believe it's already in post-production. So just keep your eye out. So in brief, and just to read the back of the book so you can get a feel, Jenna Jones is broke and desperate for a second chance. When she's dumped by her longtime fiance and fired from Darling Magazine, she begs for a job at stylezine.com. And though she's in over her head because she is working essentially for her nemesis. She has never even Twittered and she pretends to still be like a fashion somebody while living a style lie because she had to sell all of her designer clothes in order to afford a sketchy studio in New York. And now she quietly wears Walmart's the finest. What's worse is that the person that she's paired up to work with is a 22 year old videographer assigned to shoot her web series. So I want you to think about um, when I say web series, this book was written and published in 2016. Let me say, I'm sorry, this book was published in 2016. So this is when we were still doing, you know, a good YouTube video, you know, a good small series for your blog, Um, not a (laughs) real. And it was a full out work session. And so Eric is this colleague she's working with and he's literally just driving her crazy. He is described as wildly sexy with a smile that Jenna feels in her thighs, honey. Eric Combs is way off limits for her, but almost too delicious to resist. Come on, (laughs) y'all. When I tell you that this book lives up to the hype, I I do mean it. It's not that long of a read because you just get through it really so quickly. I'm going to tell you. It's about 363 pages, but when I think of it, a couple things that I love about it is that she curated this amazing life around Jenna via her friends, and so though Jenna was at a low point in her life, you know, she didn't have friends that were also at low points, so it was not a woe is me kind of tale, I also love that her writing from Eric's point of view made you want to reread some lines and leave notes around your house for your partner or your mate to speak to you um, or your crush. You're like, yeah, talk to me like that. Just what he said, you say that. (laughs) I love that in this book. It was like, oh, let me reread that because I I felt good about that. So I know Jenna did. Throughout the whole story, I kept wondering how how it was going to end. And I was worried that like a lot of readers... That I I read about on Goodreads. I was worried that it wasn't going to live up to my expectations. And that really was going to make me sad. But it really did. The book was funny, romantic, dramatic. And just had a lot of spice to it. And guys, it just really encompassed like just true black love. And I loved that. It was really more, I would like to say, than a romance novel. But it's really about each character working through what they find the difficult parts of their lives are, and finding their way into their peaks. And that includes Jenna's friends, as well as Jenna. I like that she was able to work through this low point and and really kind of had to come to a moment where though she disliked this person she had to work for, she figured out how to put her best foot forward. I appreciated that because it wasn't a sabotage moment. It wasn't a, I have to be here, but I don't really want to. So I'm going to do the worst work moment. No, she she knew she had to prove herself and, and get back on top because she had a hard time and she had really felt like that she wasted her thirties on someone who wasn't there for her. And so her life had kind of fallen apart because he had this grand lifestyle that he had given her. And I'm going to not give a lot of spoilers, but She had to really come to terms and realign her priorities and her time and make sure that what she wanted would work in her current life. It was really a decision of aligning her life with what she thought the future might look like. The story is really detailed in the couple's differences, which I really appreciated and what stages of life they were in. Um... There are a couple scenes that this really plays out really well because imagine being 30 something and inviting your 22 year old boyfriend, you know, to your accomplished friend's dinner party. I mean, just imagine. And and no one's really saying that Jenna is a saint. Um, She makes mistakes. She has found the error in her ways. And I like that about her that when she does make those mistakes, she owns up to it and i think that's something that we could definitely learn from um in our fictional friend so uh, again the ending really did not disappoint very surprising but overall i would just have to absolutely say i give this book really like a four and a half stars the only thing i probably really really wanted was like a (laughs) follow-up and i guess when i see it on screen that I may get that. And I certainly hope that I will just to be a little bit selfish here. This is a really great book to kick off your summer with. If you're like waiting to read fiction in the summer, which I sometimes do. Um, or if you get around to Memorial Day, because um, right now where I live, we're in a fall spring. So to really read a summer book would be just like, oh, and then it snows next week. But if you need a hot, spicy turnip in the winter This is also um, a great book to read and to kick off your your 2023 with. Let me not forget that Tia Williams is the author of two more novels and one is called The Accidental Diva and the second one is Seven Days in June. I've also read Seven Days in June and she again did not disappoint. So needless to say, she's one of my favorite authors and she gives the goods every time. Go read the book, you guys. Okay, so I promised that I would give the perfect cocktail that I thought would go great with reading this book. and It is called the Fly Girl Spritzer. This recipe is um, from at Cocktails with Whiskey on Instagram, but I found it on the McBride Sisters website. If you are not familiar with the McBride Sisters, they are not only one of the largest black-owned wine companies in the U.S., but one of the most inclusive, accessible, and socially aware and sustainable. I love their wines. I've not tried one that I hated. Um, Did I say that right? There's not one that I've tried that I just didn't like. Um, The Sisters have a very unique story, and I really encourage you to check them out. They are really doing a lot for women in this industry because they are vintners and sisters and they want to give back to women who are looking to do the same thing because it is a male-dominated industry. So I really am all about anything McBride Sisters and I think I have turned a lot of people in that direction. At least I hope I have. But the Fly Girl Spritzer incorporates the one bottle of the Black Girl Magic Riesling from the McBride Sisters collection, three ounces of elderflower liqueur, three ounces of cranberry juice, three ounces of ginger beer or soda water, whichever you choose. So you would make this in a wine glass over ice with a straw and you wanna garnish it with sugared cranberries and you wanna uh, skewer the cranberries. So if you wanna dip them in later, you can, but just put them right on top. And so you can just give it a quick stir Or you can like, you know, add the ingredients one at a time and pour your soda water on top or ginger beer on top to give it what it needs. But the name of it, the Fly Girl Spritzer, the color, the taste, the feel, it just really gave me everything that I felt when I was reading this book. And I felt like I should share it with you. So... I'm going to put everything we talked about today, all the books for my 2023 to be read on the website, as well as in the show notes, as well as the pick for the book review, the perfect find and the fly girl spritzer recipe. Well, that's it, y'all. I'm so excited you joined me for this book club journey. These are going to be like entitled mini-sodes, so they won't be very long, but I hope to pack them with great information. And I hope that as we continue this journey, you'll share some of your reads with me. Um, Like I said, memoirs, fiction, and nonfiction, so that we can build this community, you guys. I hope that you found something in this episode that fuels you and empowers you. And I hope you share it with someone else who needs to be empowered. Until next time. Bye.